Welcome to Shepherd's Staff. So glad you're joining us today. I'm Apostle Paul D. Young, I'm pastor at Word of Life Fellowship Church in Salem, Oregon. And I've been traveling as an apostle uh, many places in the world for many, many years. And some of you, you might be joining Shepherd's Staff for the first time. You go, what is this? Well, Shepherd's Staff is designed for pastors and church leaders. Each week, we're going to draw on the, the power of the Word of God, plus 48 years of ministry experience. And let me tell you something, in those 48 years, there's been a lot that has happened and a lot that I have learned. Why are we going to do this? To help you, to equip, to challenge, to mentor you, and so that you can do the work God has called you to do and do it with excellence and do it well. I learned a long time ago that it's better to learn by instruction than it is by on-the-job training. And there's a lot of people that learn the hard way, and that can be very expensive. I don't want it happening for you. Now, how do you find Shepherd Staff? Uh, the easiest way is to go to our website, wolife.org, and uh <clears throat> Just go on the top menu, it says free resources. You hit that, and it's going to pull down a menu, and Shepherd Staff's going to be right in there, along with some other really good resources for you. That is, there's the School of Faith. Boy, if you need to learn how, what faith is, how it works, and what your part in it is, School of Faith is there. That's two full years available there online for free. So you can either listen to or download, take it with you, Plug it in your ear while you're doing some other stuff. Uh, we just want to bless you. There's also the videos, the the live stream and the archive <clears throat> that is there. There's the audios. Oh, man, audios. There's over 160 series available there. Over 1,600 messages. All, all there for you to help you, to bless you, to challenge you, to encourage you. That's what. That's why I'm here. Praise God. And so we're going to dig into the word a little bit today. What what have you got, Apostle? Well, I got something good for you. Mark chapter number four. <clears throat> this is an area that when I started in ministry, I didn't understand at all. And because I did not understand this, uh, there was some times that it kind of snuck around and bit me on the hindsight kind of hard. And I don't want that happening with you. I want you to to be blessed. I want you to learn not by on-the-job training. I want you to learn from instruction in the Word. It's way better that way. <laughs> ask ask anybody. <clears throat> it's better to be to learn by being taught than it is to just learn through the school of hard knocks. Oh, yeah. So we're in Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4, and I'm going to read verse 26 through 32. And he said, so is the kingdom of God as if a man should cast seed into the ground. I had somebody tell me one time, I don't believe in that sowing and reaping stuff. <clears throat> I thought, you need to read your Bible. It's all over in the word of God. And we're, we're just going to read a few scriptures, <clears throat> but it's, 
I mean, it's everywhere. It is a principle of the kingdom of God. Jesus is called a seed. He was sown so that there could be a harvest of people being born again, you and me. Now, let me read on here. And should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should spring and grow up. He knoweth not how. You don't know how God's going to do this. That's not your responsibility. You just need to know God will do it. For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear, and after that the full corn in the ear. But when the fruit is brought forth, immediately he putteth in the sickle, because the harvest is come. Now, this is describing the law of progression, or you could even call it the law of process. There's always a process necessary for what God wants to do in your life. And this is something a lot of people don't like, and they don't want to admit this, that the process is necessary. So many people, they just want instant everything, just just. God, just do it for me today. Uh, If God did everything for you today, you would never grow. You'd never develop your character. You would not develop your faith. You'd just always be relying on that bottle stuck in your mouth as as a baby Christian. No, no, there's a process that's involved. Let me read on here, verse 30. And he said, whereunto shall we liken the kingdom of God? Or with what comparison shall we compare it? It's like a grain of mustard seed, which when it is sown in the earth is less than all the seeds that be in the earth. But when it is sown, it groweth up and becometh greater than all herbs and shooteth out great branches so that the fowls of the air may lodge under the shadow of it. Now, here's the bottom line. If you need a miracle every day, you are still living in the wilderness. The children of Israel went through the wilderness, but you have to remember the wilderness was not the promised land. It wasn't where God wanted them to be. It was a transition. And God had to do miracles for them every day. They had manna every day. But see, in the wilderness, they didn't have their own land. They didn't have their own crops. They they were limited, very limited in the wilderness. <clears throat> and I'm amazed at how many Christians want to live in this uh, this concept of I, I need a miracle every day. I need a miracle every day. No, no, no. <clears throat> See, if that's where you're at, you're not in the promised land. In the promised land, what do you do? You sow, you reap and you live in the overflow. That's what you're supposed to do in the promised land. And if you think everything that God does needs to be suddenly, quickly, or immediately, uh, then you don't understand how the kingdom of God works. And the danger is you may deceive your own heart. See, when it doesn't happen suddenly, when it doesn't happen as fast as you think it should. You can lose expectation after this happening many times. And because you don't see the suddenly, 
your heart can become hard. Jesus talked about getting getting a hardened heart. <clears throat> and it can your heart can get hard, religious, and callous to God doing anything in your life. There being any supernatural flow in your life. Wow. <clears throat> Oftentimes people are disappointed because their expectation was wrong. If you are expecting suddenly a miracle every time, you're wrong because that is not the normal. <clears throat> now, that can happen for a baby. Baby cries, I want food, I want my diaper change. It can happen real quick. But the question is, do you want to stay a baby spiritually or do you want to grow up? Now, I, I know I'm talking to pastors and leaders, but I've seen a lot of pastors over the years that were still babies. Really, they, they shouldn't have been in that position because they were still run by their flesh, their unrenewed mind. And, uh, yeah. And when your expectation is wrong, then you begin to struggle to believe anything. And if you stay there, you're going to get real religious or you're just going to quit and give up. <clears throat> Let me go over to 2 Corinthians chapter number 9 and verse number 6. I know you've heard this before. You need to hear it again. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. The word of God is full and laced with sowing and reaping. It's how God wants us to grow up and live. <clears throat> Applying the principle of the kingdom. We just saw in Mark chapter 4, this is a principle of the kingdom of God. Sowing and reaping. But we also need to understand <clears throat> that in this principle of sowing and reaping, there is a process. We just read, first the blade, then the ear, then the full corn in the ear. What is that? Process or progression. <clears throat> and when you've been keyed in on the suddenly. Now, I'm not against the suddenly. Once in a while, God will do something suddenly. Once in a while, God will do a miracle suddenly. And woo, and it's exciting. <clears throat> but don't think that that's the norm. That's the way you're supposed to live all the time. No, how you're supposed to live all the time is by sowing and reaping. But knowing that when you sow today, it doesn't mean you're going to necessarily reap this afternoon or tomorrow. It takes a process. The kingdom of God operates on the principle of seed time and harvest. You ask for an oak tree, you know what God's going to give you? He's going to give you an acorn. He's going to give you a word. You ask for this. You ask for that. What's God going to do? <clears throat> God is going to give you a word. The word is called seed. And he's going to look to see 
Are you going to work this? When I've had a garden in the past, I have to work the garden. I got to plow and get the rototiller out there and chew up all the dirt. And, and then I got to pl- make rows and then I got to plant the seed. Now you got to have seed <clears throat> and God will give you a word. But just because God gave you a word today doesn't mean that your harvest is immediate or suddenly. <clears throat> Most of what you're going to receive in life through the kingdom of God and from God is going to come through sowing and reaping. And that sowing then, there has to be a process. I would plant that corn. Oh, I like sweet corn on the cob. Oh, I like that. <clears throat> All fresh in a big old ear and cook it up and slather it with butter and salt. And woo! Now we are talking. <clears throat> but I had to wait for that harvest. I had to be involved in the process. I'd have to go out there and weed the, those rows of corn. I had to water it. I had to fertilize it. I had to do all these things and then watch it slowly grow from a seed. First, the blade, those two little blades pop out of the ground. I knew something was happening, but it wasn't time to eat. And then it grew up and they say knee high by the 4th of July. Well, still not ready to eat. And then it would grow up, and I had different varieties at different times, but sometimes I had uh, corn that was six foot tall. Some of Sometimes I had varieties that were eight foot tall. <clears throat> but even though it got tall, even though tasseled, not ready to eat yet. Sometimes we don't like the, the truth that it takes process in the kingdom. We don't want to stick around for the process. We just want to have our answer now. <clears throat> if you're going to act that way and be that way, you are going to be disappointed a lot. You're going to you, you're going to start backing off because you're not getting answers. Let me tell you this: God designed prayer to produce answers. If you're praying and praying and you're not getting answers, you're missing something. You're missing something. Have a whole series on prayer. You ought to go get that off the website. It's free. Go get it. Doesn't cost you anything. But God's plan for prayer is to have it answered, to bring a manifestation. But we need to understand that we got to be involved in the process. We got to plant the seed, the seed of the word, the what God has said. We got to plant it in our own heart. <clears throat> we got to water that. Remember it. You know, my garden never would have produced anything if I just planted the seed and walked off and forgot it. Oh, there'd be some scrawny little stalks grew up out of there, but as soon as the heat came and no rain, let me tell you something, there wouldn't have been no ears of corn. I wouldn't have been enjoying them because you can't just plant a seed and walk off and forget it. You say, what am I supposed to do? Well, <clears throat> that's why we're talking today. You need to plant it in your own heart. Then you need to begin to water it. What do you water it with? The word. The seed is the word, but the seed, 
The word is also water. You begin to water it on a daily basis with the word. Thank you, Lord, that, that this need is met. Thank you, Lord. This is your will. Thank you. And begin to quote and scriptures, the word of God that backs you up on this. <clears throat> you do know what the word says about your, your, your request, don't you? You do know what the word says about the seed you have sown. Oh, maybe you don't. Well, that's where you need to get back in here and start digging in and finding it so that you have some water to water the seed with. I've had people come up to me and go, well, I'm believing for this. <clears throat> and my first response is, what, what's the word you're standing on? And I've had people give me a blank stare like, What's the word? Uh, no, no, no. They're not believing. They're hoping. They're wishing. They're they're praying. They're, they, it is something they're desiring. They, it's something they want to see. They want to have happen. <clears throat> but if you don't even know what your seed is, how in the world are you going to get a harvest? You say, I need a car. I need a house. I need this. I need that. Hey, what God's going to give you, you're asking for a house. We'll just take that. What God's going to give you is a seed. See, what most Christians want, that they want God to give them the house. Just, oh, Lord, I need a house. Thank you for a house. I, uh, thank you, Lord, I need a house. And they want God to just give them the house or the car or, or the, the job or the whatever. <clears throat> God's not going to do that. He's going to give you a seed because he wants you to learn to live by his principles by the law of seed time and harvest. It will work if you'll work it. That's the question. Will you work it? Just like me working my garden. Are you, are you going to water that seed once you plant it in your heart? Are you going to water it? Are you going to keep the weeds out? Oh boy, those weeds will choke your crop. <clears throat> weeds of doubt. Weeds of unbelief. Weeds that People come along and they find out what you're believing for. Are, are you crazy? You really believe that stuff? You really think you can do that? Nah, that's not going to work. Now, you let that seed get in you, you're going to have thistles. You're going to have weeds that will grow up and literally choke out your harvest. Deal with it. See, this is seed time and harvest. Take some work. Ah, oh, there's that four-letter word, W-O-R-K. <laughs> you know, a lot of Christians, including a lot of pastors, are lazy, spiritually lazy. Oh, you might be a really hard worker in the natural, but how hard a worker are you in the spirit? What have you been doing with the word to watch over your seed, to water it, to weed it, to, to see to it that it's growing, it's growing, it's growing, it's growing, to make the conditions ideal? What, what about your expectation? Is your expectation from the Lord or is your expectation from MasterCard? Hello, I'm preaching better than you're shouting. <laughs> now it says, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. Oftentimes I've seen where people sow very little. You say, what do you mean? Okay. God gives you a word of what he will do. 
How many times have you sown that in your own heart? Well, you know, how much corn do you want to reap out of your garden? How much wheat do you want to reap out of your field? Because if you only plant one or two seeds, you're going to have a very small crop. But if you plant it a lot, you plant a lot of seed, all of a sudden your harvest gets bigger and bigger. Planting the seed in your own heart. How do you do that? With your own mouth. Whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed. And not doubt in his heart. But believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. Now see, you've got to say it more than once. How big of a harvest do you need? You need, need to be saying it a lot. You've got to work the process. If you'll work the process of seed time and harvest, you can have a big harvest. But if you're not going to work, you're lazy. I don't do that. If you haven't spoken the word, you haven't watered the seed in, in the last week or two or three weeks, you've forgotten about the promise of God, no wonder you're not getting any harvest. You're not doing anything with your garden. Hello. All right. Okay, let me read one more scripture. Galatians, chapter 6, verse number 7. Be not deceived. Now, it's been my experience that when God says don't be deceived about something, that seems to be the some of the areas where we have the greatest deception in the body of Christ. God says don't be deceived about this. Now, what does he say? Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. <clears throat> How many people are deceived on this very thing? They won't look for the seed of the word, what God speaks to them, and the promise that they can hang on to, and and water it, and keep the weeds out of it, and protect that area of their heart, and watch over that, and expect from God, and just keep working it, and working it, and working it, day after day after day after day, week after week after week. How long do I have to do it? Till you get a harvest. Till the manifestation comes in. But see, some people, they're not doing that with the word, but they're doing it with the world. They're taking the seed of the world. They're taking that doubt, that unbelief. They're taking those words of sickness and disease. It's flu season. <clears throat> but we got the medicine for that. Aching, sniffing, coughing, stuffy, feeling. We, uh, they're, they're receiving all of that. No wonder they got a bad crop. No wonder they're getting bad harvest. See, the weeds have to have seeds to grow too. Whenever you see a thistle out there growing in your field, it's because a seed got in there. That's the only way it can grow. Don't be deceived. This 
principle of sowing and reaping works. It works. But you got to work it and work it on the right side, on the side of the word and what God says and doing what God says to do. Now, I know I'm <clears throat> I'm not preaching a whole series on sowing and reaping. You can go on the website and get that. <clears throat> it's there. But I'm, I'm just trying to encourage you and let you know that if you want a harvest, you want a crop, you want manifestation, there's got to be the process. <clears throat> well, somebody told me one time, well, when I got saved, it seemed like God was doing everything for me. I mean, I just barely pray and I'd get an answer and that was just great. It was wonderful. And then all of a sudden it seemed like everything stopped. Everything dried up after after just so much time. Uh, it wasn't working anymore. So what gives? I'll tell you what gives. Is you're growing. <clears throat> and at first you were a baby. And parents do everything for babies. Because they know that babies can't do everything themselves. But you know, my kids were young, coming in toddlers. There was a time when I said, you got to walk. We'd be going down the sidewalk, and I'd hold their hand. I said, you got to walk. And they say, up, daddy, up. They want me to carry them. But I knew if they don't learn to walk and walk on their own two legs, they're going to be crippled for life. <clears throat> they don't need someone to carry them everywhere they go. They got to learn to walk themselves. So I remember one day we were walking down the, the, the sidewalk and it was my oldest uh, daughter, Dari. She was, I don't know, two years old, two and a half. I don't remember exactly how old she was, but I told her to walk. And she says, up, daddy, up. I said, no, you're going to walk. And then she starts crying. Aah. So here I am walking down the sidewalk. My my daughter is crying to beat the band. Somebody looks out and thinks, oh, that's not a very good dad. <clears throat> Look at his daughter cry. No, no, no. No, see, she had to learn something. She had to learn that she has to walk. Because let me tell you something. When she's 15, I ain't carrying her everywhere. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a ridiculous sight? <clears throat> no, she's got to learn to walk herself. See, and spiritually, we have to learn to live by the principles of God's kingdom. <clears throat> and the, and the, the will of God is not just to supply you everything just at every whim without you doing anything. See, that's why the Bible is full of the word if. Read it all over. If you do this, then I will do this. There's a condition. You got to get involved in the process. And if you learn to do this, let me tell you something, it works. And you'll start having harvest after harvest after harvest, manifestation after manifestation after manifestation, because this works if you work it. I trust I've challenged you a little bit today. <clears throat> Maybe. Stepped on your toes some, but hey, hey, I want you to grow and I want you to get good at this sowing and reaping thing. Why? 
because it's going to be how you please God by operating by his principles, not the principles of the world. Amen. Amen. Well, get to our website, wolife.org, and avail yourself of all the stuff that is there. It's all free, and that's all to bless your life and your ministry. Hey, we'll be back next week with another edition of Shepherd Staff just to help you grow and accomplish the vision and the goals that God has given you. I call you blessed. We'll see you next time right here on Shepherd Staff. Oh, 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 oh,